Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Congratulations on making it to the end of a very tough year, to the beginning of a bright, new, fresh one. Today, the Mindful Mamas Club joins us for the podcast, and they'll also be our guests at the Centered Mamas Live Retreat, January 30th. You can find out more about our event by going to modernmommydoc.com. Today, we are talking about mindfulness. And on the Modern Mommy Doc podcast, you guys know that I talk about the concept of mindfulness and mindful self-compassion ad nauseum, but I am really blessed today, thrilled today to have Karina Devi, who is from the Mindful Mamas Club, here to actually go in depth on it and to give us some practical resources and even a practical example that you could use today, right now, to become more mindful as a mama. So thanks for being here, Karina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted. Yeah. So Karina is actually the voice of the Mindful Mamas app. So on the app, it's this, I'll let you explain it even more detail later, but it is this uh, this app that has opportunities for people to actually practice meditation in real time, but specific to the ages and stages um, that a mom's kids are in, or a particular issue that a mom is facing, or even a particular emotion that a mom is dealing with. And like the real raw stuff, like fear, anger, loneliness, um, the things that are deep that would be, you know, take you like sessions and sessions to get to this with like a therapist <laughs> and that, you know, on the app is like right there, just press it there. So, um, so Karina is the voice there and, um, and Karina, holy cow, like your voice is so soothing on the app first and foremost. So, uh, clearly that's like a win on, on the talent that they chose for it. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. Yeah. Before we get into the Mindful Mamas Club actual application, I, I would love it if you would explain for moms what mindfulness actually is, because that term is thrown around a ton. Totally. Yeah. And it's it's so funny because I when that term started getting popularized a few years ago, I had this like sense of like, I feel like I know what that is, but I had this disconnect from it. And then I dove into it and realized, oh, I've been practicing this my entire life. This is everything I teach and do, but that word was new to me. And I, I'm sure a lot of people feel similarly. So the the definition of mindfulness is that it is present moment, non-judgmental awareness, which is a very nice way to say it, but I'm like a practical person <laughs> and I need things, you know, kind of like, okay, how can I experience that right now? So the way that I like to describe it is, at least in one way, is it's 
noticing the things that you didn't notice before, inviting yourself to notice what you didn't notice before. So wherever you are right now, you're you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're also making lunch. Maybe you're sitting on your couch drinking tea. Maybe you're driving in your car. And if you invite yourself to notice something new that hadn't been in your awareness before, suddenly your experience changes. Like, you know, if I'm sitting here and suddenly I, I just invite myself to tune into how my body feels sitting in my chair, I start to feel a little bit different emotionally. My Maybe some thoughts that I had kind of fade into the background and I start to become more present and in, in the moment. It, it completely changes your experience and it can really get you out of these mental loops that we tend to get stuck in, especially as moms when we have a lot of kind of monotonous, repetitive things happening in our days. Um, So it's a a really simple kind of momentary shift in how we perceive our days from moment to moment. And for moms, why is it so important that they're practicing mindfulness? Like what is it that, that is particular to moms in terms of the need for consistent mindfulness practice or experience? Oh my gosh, I feel like I could write a whole book on <laughs> just this topic. I so, you know, and, and speaking from personal experience, I, I have a five-year-old and it is so easy to get caught in emotions that we don't necessarily have time as a mom to see through all the way to the end. You know, if if my son does something, let's say he he does something that when I was a child would have gotten me in trouble, and that feels triggering to me. I've got all this stuff going on in my mind and my body and my emotions about that one moment. And I can easily get sidetracked and and no longer be actually with my son in the experience, responding to him the way in a way that I can feel proud of and also attending to all the other things that I need to do in the moments after. So it can really help us stay on track, responding to what's happening in the moment, not the things that come up from, you know, 20, 30 years ago, or, um, you know, it, it really helps us stay present with our children so that we can enjoy and savor those magical moments that are so easy to miss. You know, I, I find myself snuggling with my son and I'm making a grocery list in my head. And so I can just catch myself in that moment and be like, wait, 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 I'm here right now. I am like skin to skin with my baby. I'm going to be there. And then I start to notice the way that his breath sounds and the rhythm of his chest as it rises and falls with with each breath and how warm his skin is against mine and how deliciously sweet he smells. And in that moment, I've just shifted from this mental thing of like, what the heck am I going to make for dinner for the fourth night in a row to, oh my God, this is the most delightful experience. These are the things I dreamed about before becoming a mother. And I get to actually have that experience now rather than remembering, you know, the thing, the recipe I was thinking about. So it helps us get into that presence that helps us actually savor the magic of motherhood. It helps us be proud of our responses. It helps us have a deeper well of patience, of strength, of compassion, of all of the qualities that we need and we want in order to parent well and effectively and in in a way that we can really stand behind. Um, It keeps our tank full 
so that we don't get to a point in the day where we're just totally depleted and we're snappy and we're yelling and we're saying things we don't actually mean or want to say. Um, it, it keeps our tank full. And that's really important because it is so easy to run dry as a mom. You can be totally depleted for the day by 8 a.m. And it doesn't have to be that way. And you're talking about a moment with your son where you're saving like the good moments. How does mindfulness help us in the bad moments or the mistake moments? Because I think especially right now with COVID, <laughs> those are like much more prevalent. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think first and foremost, it it gives us a way to view ourselves where instead of, you know, we're all going to lose it at some point. We all do it. We all yell sometimes. So we all do things we don't really want to do. It happens. We're under a lot of stress and pressure. And to be able to have those moments and, you know, feel the remorse, the shame, the guilt, the, you know, whatever is coming up from that of like, oh, that is not what I wanted to say to my child just now. That's not how I wanted to respond. And then to be able to have that emotional experience and then move it forward into, you know what, I really did the best that I could with the capacity of my nervous system in that moment, with all the thoughts that were in my head, with all the decisions I was making, with all the emotions I was feeling, I did my best and I can set an intention to do differently in the future, but I can have compassion for myself for those moments when I lose it. So we can shift our perspective of ourselves and we can also find more space in those moments so that those snappy things, they happen less often. We learn to create space by maybe just taking a deep breath or maybe just like physically stepping back from our child for a moment um, so that we don't have those automatic reactions that may be very deeply ingrained in us from our own childhood or from the other parents around us that maybe those things don't actually align with our parenting values. Um, you know, like if, if you're let's say your child breaks a, a vase that was really important to you. It was your grandmother's, it's antique, it's beautiful. Um, your immediate reaction might be complete shock and anger and blame and how could you do this and all of this stuff. And then your kind of higher self, your wiser mama self would, would say in the future, you know what, honey, it's just a vase. We're going to try and be more careful, but that's okay. Accidents happen. I have accidents all the time. And taking that deep breath or that step back is a moment of mindfulness that allows us the space to create that response that we really want to have. And I mean, you talked about that self-compassion piece, which I think is so important. I found so important, especially with a, a high needs kiddo myself in my, in my house, because you have these moments where you're right. Like everything that happened to you in your childhood, all the things that like, you know, all the early stuff that's happened up to that moment with your child. It's like, it's all in fast forward and rewind at the exact same second. <laughs> if you, if you aren't intentional about, about moving out of that type of mind frame. And I want to say like about, I don't want to say stopping it. Cause obviously mindfulness isn't like, stop you're, you're bad. Stop thinking about all those things. It's more like interesting that I'm noticing that. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here I am in this moment, you know, I'm not in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the future. To me, it's so much about like not letting past or future steal from the moment that I'm in 
either present or either joyful or negative and horrible and yucky, you know, like not letting it be that it either amplifies something horrible or that I completely miss the moments. I think a lot of moms will resonate with this idea of like, you know, think about the holidays, like for Christmas, this year's different, but the other years I would spend so much time like, okay, I'm going to book us tickets for the Nutcracker. And then we're going to like, I got to get all the gifts for grandma and grandpa. Then we're going to like, you know, know, go get our Christmas tree and like do all the things. And this year, there's just less of those things that we're doing. And I'm noticing that I'm actually in the season and like sitting on my couch, enjoying the trees, like enjoying my lights (laughs) or the little snowflakes that my kids cut out or actually being with them while they're doing the craft, as opposed to thinking about like the next thing that I'm going to move us on to. I think that's the other thing that that mindfulness does is like brings us to the present and keeps us out of the, the shell of like doing, doing, doing. Yes. Yeah. It really helps us slow down, which I mean, I think we, we need practical ways to do that because, you know, you tell a mom to relax and it's like, well, how can I do that? My to-do list never ends. Like I, I never stop being a mom. So when the heck am I going to do that? And how, because I try, and then I'm so uncomfortable in those moments where I try and lay down on the couch for a few minutes, um, you know, while the kids are taking a nap or, I can relax, but I feel guilty the whole time. Like all of that is so real and so prevalent. And so mindfulness and especially the way we teach it in the app is really designed for moms in those moments to be able to move through it. And so that that slowing down and that mindful living, it just becomes a part of your life. It's not this meditation that you do once a day or, or you know, a couple times a month. It's, it's how you live. It's how you see yourself in the world. And I'm just... I mean, I personally am so much happier since really integrating mindfulness into virtually every part of my life. Um, and it also just kind of happened on its own, too, as, as a natural sort of ripple effect of, of practicing these, these specific um, meditations and mantras and breathing techniques and things. So it's, it's really a pathway to happiness in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you know, I think in you guys have on your website uh like learn our how video right now, which is beautiful, but that talks about joy and contentment and peace. And I think those are such perfect words in our curriculum that we use at modern mommy doc. We talk about centeredness, you know, like moving from like confliction to a place of like centeredness and really knowing yourself and knowing what you want, which I think are kind of part and parcel. Tell me about the story of how you got involved in this, of, of Tara LaRock, who is the founder of Modern Mo- or Modern, of uh, <laughs> the, the very similar names of <laughs> Mindful Mamas Club. Tell me, tell me about how it all came to be. Sure. And I love telling this story. So thank you for the opportunity to, to share it. Uh, so Tara and I did not know each other. We met about two and a half years ago. Um, but we had our children very close together. Our, our Her oldest and my only uh, child were born just a few months apart. So we, we ended up having these very parallel experiences that, that converged. So um, she was a child, family, and school psychologist. And she was working in Denver Public Schools and realized that of all the tools she had to help the kids that she worked with, mindfulness was the thing that seemed to have the greatest effect on them. 
And best of all, they didn't need their parents buy-in for it because these were children that were in a, a, you know, a certain demographic where they didn't really have a lot of support from their families at home. And so they were kind of on their own um, to to support their own behavior and emotional regulation. And mindfulness was something that they could do and they loved it. And so she found this incredible calling with with teaching children mindfulness as part of her practice. And then um, she had her first baby and started to experience postpartum depression, um, postpartum OCD, and felt a lot of shame that, you know, she was a trained psychologist and didn't feel like she had the tools to help herself. And, um, and so she, she started just looking for whatever she could to find help. And it all brought her back to mindfulness. And she started practicing sort of obsessively, like, oh my God, this is the only thing that's really moving the needle along with, you know, all the other things that I'm doing. Um, I'm really going to stick with this. And so it just completely transformed her experience and helped her heal from, from that, that place. And uh, so simultaneously, while we didn't know each other, I was going through the same experience. I was a birth doula. I was a prenatal yoga teacher. Um, I taught meditation here and there. And I had my first son, had postpartum depression and anxiety, and also felt that shame of, oh my God, people come to me for support with these things and I can't help myself. So what does that say about me? And of course, I've learned it didn't say anything about me. <laughs> it says a lot about the state of motherhood and how we support mothers and, and how we view mental health. But um, again, I found that these practices that to me were so um, almost basic at that point, just because I had been practicing them and teaching them for so long, you know, I, I learned how to meditate as a kid. Um, those practices that to me were like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, just meditation, no big deal. Those were the things that totally transformed my experience. And so I just stuck with it and and also kind of became obsessed with not only practicing it myself, but also sharing it with, with others. And so I uh, fast forward a couple of years and I was feeling sort of spread thin in my work. I was teaching classes. I was, I was, uh, you know, public classes and also at Eastern Oregon University. Uh, I was voicing yoga for the down dog app. I was doing all these things, but I didn't feel like I was really serving in the way I wanted to. And I said to my partner, sort of exasperated one day, like, I just want someone to find me and give me my dream job. Like, I just want to teach mom's <laughs> mindfulness. That's it. <laughs> and, and literally the next day, I got an email from Tara saying, hey, I heard your voice. I'm creating these meditations for moms and I want you to do it. Are you interested? And so we hopped on the phone and realized that not only did we have these completely parallel, almost identical experiences, but that I couldn't just voice the meditations she had written, but that I wrote them myself. At, I was a doula and I had had these experiences as well. And so it was just like a match made in heaven. I, it felt like the universe was like, okay, so you're doing this and you're doing this. We're going to link you up. We'll have you become best friends 
and start this baby together. Um, and so we started out as like a membership site and it was really successful. We were getting amazing feedback from moms. They loved what we were sharing, but they were like, we need this in our back pocket. Like we need this more accessible. Um, and so we turned it into an app and, and just launched in March, actually the same day that um, a lot of states went into lockdown, including where we were in Denver. Um, so it, it was just crazy. And uh, we realized that it was kind of a blessing in disguise that our the people we were creating this app for, which you know was not just moms with a diagnosis, but all moms at any stage of motherhood, um, they were needing this support more than ever. So it's it's been it's been kind of a crazy ride <laughs> for the last few months. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think it's the practical application and it being specific to moms is, I think, the differentiator for you guys because. I talk about mindfulness a ton with my patients in, in my practice. And I mean, even backing up for a second for what you guys said about the, what you're saying about feeling the shame over, I'm supposed to be the one that knows how to do this. And my own experience does not line up with this at all. (laughs) What is wrong with me? That's what drove me to do modern mommy talk too, because I felt like, I must be missing something. Why do I right? feel like I, I've completely lost myself? I have all the tools and resources at my disposal. I have all the education. I've been doing this for years and years and years. I should be the one who's like top mom. And somehow I feel like I am like at the bottom of the heap here. What is going on? And so I appreciate that. I think a lot of amazing work comes from that place for people of like, I have to figure this out. I'm desperate to figure it out for myself. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And what I was going to say about that, the app is it's true when you go through and you're able to find something that I can literally click in two steps and find someone guiding me through how to deal with my emotion of resentment in that moment. That is so powerful versus telling people like, you should do more yoga. You know, what's really powerful? Yes. Mindfulness. <laughs> to you this concept of like mindful self-compassion while those things are good to explain it and do the theory and tell people why it matters and blah 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 like really it's about I think getting people in the door and having them practice it and then being like oh I don't even need an explanation for this exactly it needs to be digestible and accessible I mean I think that was my biggest constraint um after I became a mom because you know I I was a lifelong meditator and yogi and yet none of those practices transferred into motherhood. I didn't have time for an hour long yoga practice. I didn't have time for a 40 minute meditation that just wasn't going to work. And so I was doing without, and I realized, you know, there's, there's gotta be a way that I can get this in because I know how much it fills me up. I know how much it supports me. Um, that's only going to support my baby and my husband and, and, you know, everyone who, who is in my life. And, and so I really just kind of deconstructed everything I had ever learned about anything in the mindful world. And Tara was doing the same thing (laughs) before we met and was like, okay, I figured it out. I know how to bring it to moms. We're going to no, you don't need an hour long meditation. No, you can get everything you need in a couple minutes, in a few seconds even. And that's what we need as moms. We 
I, I think we have kind of a problem in the self-care world where we're so tired of like hearing that term. It's like, yeah, I know your eyes glaze over. You're like, I know I need self-care and I can feel that I don't have enough of it, but we don't teach moms or really anyone how to weave that into our lives. So we save it for the end of the day when we're exhausted we don't want to do anything but like scroll on our phone or watch Netflix or something. And that doesn't have the same effect in our brain, in our body, in our awareness. It's it's completely different. And so, um, yeah, having literally two buttons that you can press to help you come down after your child has a tantrum or, you know, you're your 18 year old just left for college and drove away and you're like, Oh my God, it's just me now. We need, we need that to be a button away. Yeah, exactly. And for it to be that we can learn to practice, I'm doing air quotes. No one can see me self-care <laughs> <laughs> on a moment moment basis versus a, I need a chunk of time because mm-hmm. especially right now that's just not happening for people. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Well, Mama, 2020 was a bit of a doozy to say the absolute least. And I don't know about you, but I am ready for a refresh and a reset on what I want out of motherhood and on what I want out of my life. I know I'm not alone in that. And so we are bringing to you a really new, exciting one day event. It's a live event that we're putting on just for mamas like you called Centered and Strong. We're going to be walking through exactly what it takes to go from feeling guilty and conflicted all the time as a mom, to feeling really grounded, centered in yourself, to having a vision for what you want, and being able to actually capture that vision and make it a reality. This is not going to be the kind of day where we throw a bunch of information at you, where we have experts come speak to you, and where you feel overwhelmed at the end, you don't have a plan. At the end of this day, you're going to have an actionable plan that you can start putting into practice that exact moment, that exact day to carry you forward on your motherhood journey. I don't know about you, but this year has felt like there's a ton of moments where I felt like I needed to be really tough or I needed to grit my teeth and kind of get through it in order to be successful or even to survive. And that works in the short term, but we're going to teach you how you can take the kind of approach that allows you to thrive in motherhood, not just survive. We're going to teach you what it takes to Be on your motherhood journey with grace and with presence and with a whole lot less of that teeth gritting and more enjoyment, more joy, more contentment. I hope that you'll join me. Tell me about the the community that you guys have built, because I know also that's another part of this is you all providing support from, from member to member. For people who are part of the Mindful Mamas Club. Yeah, we have the most incredible community. And I would invite anyone who is looking for like safe, non-judgy mom spaces, because <laughs> they're rare, um, to, to join our private Facebook group, to to get on our Instagram, because I, I've been blown away. I feel like, you know, I looked for a mom space to be a part of for such a long time. And I found that it was like, 
whoa, I am getting like judged all over the place. There's all these debates happening in that Facebook group. And I don't, I don't want any of that. I just want support and to give support. <laughs> and so um, we, yeah, we have a private Facebook group and, and moms are, are so incredible at loving on each other. And I think we're really hungry right now for spaces where we can, we can be held and, what always amazes me about mothers is that we think we're depleted. We feel like we don't have any more to give. And then someone drops on your doorstep with tears in their eyes and you're like, oh, honey, come inside. Let's have some tea. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> we can just pull it out. Um, but we we get these incredible emails from moms who are, you know, they're finding help from things, you know, emotional and mental challenges that they've been suffering with for decades even, and they're finding relief. Or, um, you know, we have moms in the Facebook group who are like, oh my God, you're a new member and you're down the street from me. And now we're yeah. best friends. <laughs> or like, oh, our babies are on the same nursing schedule. So we're going to text each other while we're nursing each time. And so, um, you know, there's, I, I think the reason that there's so much emphasis on self-care and why it hasn't really gone anywhere is because we're really missing out on community care. Um, and so while there's, there's so much more that we want to do, especially, you know, in person right now with, with the pandemic, um, it's, we have to lean into what we have and what we have is, is beautiful. Even though we want more, it's, um, it's really incredible, this community. Yeah. That, I think that's so true. I, I know for a lot of people in our community and for myself, even your normal, you know, friends that you would lean on are, are, you know, maxed out in a different way. You know, I think in the beginning of the pandemic that it was, people were like, it's kind of novelty, like, let's meet for a happy hour virtually and like have right. a meeting together, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, now I feel like people are like, no, I'm just too, no, I don't know. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I think that this type of thing, like people who are opting in all with the intention of trying to be more mindful and to be more supportive, like this is the purpose of it is to be supportive. That is like a new creative different way that feeds that hunger that we all still have for community and that we have for, like you're saying, like contribution to other people. I, I was getting lunch today and this gal was down paying at the little cafe thing down at, in my office, medical office. And she had her little daughter there. And I heard her say, like, I'm sorry, sweetie. I don't know why the card's not working, but it's just not. So we're going to have to just like put this food away, just like, you know, and Clearly she would have been able to like pay for it. You know, it just was like at some error that was happening right. literally with her payment plan. And I found myself, I go, oh, I'll pay for it. I mean, it's like a juice and a granola bar, you know? Mm -hmm. And she looked at me like, I was Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking like I had surprised myself by even offering it, you know, to this person. But I think it's because in part, because hopefully I, I'm a nice person in general, but like also in part because our opportunities because we're not in community with people are so much less than they were to be like, let me help you. Let me serve you. Let me connect with you. <laughs> You're a mom too. What yes. can I do for you? You know, I see you struggling. So, um, yeah, I, I feel you. I think, I think the community that you guys are providing is, is so powerful to moms, especially now. Thank you. Yeah. You guys, I want to share with you a, meditation from the mindful mamas club 
that Karina is the voice of. And we're going to dive into it now. I want you guys to get into a comfortable spot, close your eyes. Even if you're driving, you could open your eyes and still drive. But if it's possible to wherever you are, just pull over for a second, put something down for a second, or come back to this in half an hour so you guys can get a flavor of what the Mindful Mamas Club is. We would love that. Welcome, Mindful Mama. We are so glad you're here. We all know that we can be quite hard on ourselves when we inevitably fall short of meeting the high expectations we hold of ourselves in every domain of life. When we criticize ourselves for not doing something right or not living up to our highest ideals, we flood our system with stress hormones and emotions that can erode our inner peace and sense of confidence. Self-compassion is the opposite of self-criticism. We acknowledge our fumble for what it is. We don't shy away from the mistake or weakness. On the contrary, we lean into it with love and learn from it. We accept our mistake for what it is and then shower ourselves with understanding and kindness, knowing that our intentions are good and that we are a good person doing our best. Let's begin our practice. Find a comfortable way to rest your body. You might like to sit or lie down, doing whatever feels most comfortable for you in this moment. As you settle in, notice the contact you have with what's underneath you, the bed, chair, or floor. Feel how you can rest your body down into the surface and let it hold you. Let's take a deep breath in and a deep breath out, releasing a little more down toward the earth. As you feel your body settling in and being held, see if you can also soften the muscles of your face. Relax your shoulders down and start to take a few slow, deep breaths. Simply breathing in, feeling your body fill with rich, life-giving oxygen, and breathing out, releasing anything you don't need. As you settle into your space, bring to mind an example from your life where you didn't meet your own expectations. It could be a recurring issue like waking up to a sink full of dishes when your intention was to do them before bed, or perhaps you made a mistake at work that you've been thinking about, or maybe you forgot to finish paperwork for your child's school. Whatever it is, choose an example that's fairly mild. Now replay the scenario in your mind and notice what thoughts arise. What criticisms did you have of yourself in that scenario?
Now take a deep breath and clear those criticisms away. Invite in the understanding, compassionate part of yourself that takes over when your child feels disappointed or upset. You wrap them in your arms, speak loving words of reassurance, and see that they did the best they could. Your love for them doesn't change just because of a mistake or unmet expectation. Invite this part of you to see yourself in that same moment of challenge from before. Instead of your inner critic, your inner nurturer takes over and sees you through eyes of love and compassion. She holds your fears and disappointment in that experience. She tells you everything you need to hear. What does she say? We'll have a few moments of silence now. Allow the you that experienced the challenge to be held in a warm embrace by the you that is observing. As you rest here, feel the love you so often give to others enveloping you. If your mind has wandered, that's okay. Just gently return your focus to your breath, seeing yourself through loving eyes.
when you're ready, gently wiggle your fingers and toes. Take a deep breath in and let it out with a nice big sigh, gifting your body any movements or stretches that it would love right now. And when you feel ready, open your eyes. As we close our meditation, remember to invite your inner nurturer to take the reins when your inner critic gets chatty. We'll end with a mindful mama mantra. I deserve self-compassion. I give myself the love and understanding I give to others. May I benefit too from my mother's heart. And may I live in deep gratitude for the blessing that is my life. I hope that was as powerful for you all as it was for me when I first heard it. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about. We're talking about learning to attune to ourselves, to be in the moment, and to be kind to ourselves, especially through the challenges that we all face right now in COVID, but also just in general in motherhood. Karina, I am so grateful that you're here with us today. I'm so grateful for the Mindful Mamas Club and that we are getting to do some collaboration with you all. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This has been absolutely lovely. want more of the Modern Mommy Dog podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag Modern Mommy Dog. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.